Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you planned out today. I am... Quick question, though. How was my audio on that? I was like a half a second delayed, or is it... I was just, I was just thinking the same thing, and and it's you came in, it's still a little fast, but we're stable right now, and I think mm. to add a little bit more hypothesis to uh, the theoretical model that we've currently got going... <laughs> Uh, maybe because there's just the three of us right now, that stabilizing mm. effect is requires less time to stabilize versus when we've got four or five or six people on the panel. So mm. I think that, again, you could just give a little bit of a pause, maybe some sort of, you know, weird little ritual uh, that uh, you do just before you say your first word. I don't even know what that is, but it we do need a for sure dedicated delay. Too weird. <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure i could pull something off uh, make it yeah. super awkward just be make quiet it, really just, and just stare at the camera <laughs> <laughs> well uh now that i have 20 seconds to pull off a uh a preamble here My goes intention. nothing so it is june it is men's mental health month we're still doing topics on men's mental health different facets of it we uh are not doctors so if anything that we say um bothers you or triggers you or sets you off in any way by all means bounce out of here go talk to an actual doc medical professional or some a friend or someone you trust that you can actually engage with that way you can regulate come back later and then you're good to go um, any of our opinions and all the stuff that we talk about is from our experience and the people that we know stories we've heard that kind of stuff so do take it with uh, a grain of salt as you should with all opinions i think in general and on top of that while you're waiting for me to finish this preamble late, do hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, and we will do well algorithmically. So, there you go. Maybe one of your better ones. 40 yeah, seconds. That's not too bad. That was pretty tight, buddy. <laughs> it's, I think you know what it is. I think it's the sip of coffee right out of the bat, right off the bat. Could that, be. What'd you uh, brew this morning, by the way? The Collective Blend. Oh, look at you go. How is it? It's good. It's quite yummy, actually. I've been finding notes of like awesome cocoa, some awesomeness for sure, but I'm getting, <laughs> yeah, like cocoa. Oh, interesting. Like That'll the... do. That'll do. Yeah. Anyway, we'll not, we'll get too far into it. Um, now, today, we I had this, uh, I wanted to bring up the comment from Salty Jinx yesterday. That was the original concept of this topic. Now, to bring this into men's mental health, I think this is a, for lack of a better term, it's an excuse that is used too often. And that is that uh, people don't understand me or they won't understand because they weren't there or that anything that I have done can't be understood by others because they weren't there. And I think it's a skewed concept and i think it's an excuse that's used far too often because it relegates the understanding to somebody else rather than creating a discord an actual conversation if that makes any sense that's my first thoughts on it do you guys have any thoughts on it yeah i'd just like to to distinguish between i i hear it from some veterans who say well you know you don't understand because you've never you, you never went to Afghanistan and they're saying that to someone who's just trying to serve them a coffee and Tim Hortons maybe. <laughs> and, uh, well, so let's just talk about that for a sec. So, you know, some people have never left Canada and just simply by getting on a plane, all of a sudden it's a big deal. 
now no one can understand that they've flown on a plane because the other person's never been on a, a plane before. So now they're separating. I've just done something an extra bit special in my life by getting on a plane and leaving Canada. Big deal. You got on a plane and you flew to another country. And then you stood on some desert and maybe you moved boxes around or maybe you dug a hole or maybe you ate some food or maybe you drank some water. Maybe you, you ran around uh, uh, a course uh, a few times every morning. That doesn't make anyone special. Those are things that a lot of people have done and uh, will continue to do until the human race doesn't exist. People go places and do things. And that doesn't make you special. What what distinguishes you maybe from uh, a lot of other people is by, by doing extra special things, by going to places and doing things, but extraordinary things above and beyond the norm that put you into a situation that is so uncommon that maybe someone can't understand what you've gone through. But that's rare. Like maybe if you hopped up Mount Everest on one leg and didn't use crutches, most people can't understand you and how you managed to do that because it's rare. But a lot of people have conflated absolutely normal things like standing on sand into something so immeasurably hard to understand that they feel extra special about it. And I disagree. So uh, understanding a person who feels that um, they got a bit of sand on their boot is now they're a different species. Uh, well, we should probably talk about that today. For sure. So have you got any thoughts? Yeah, I think this is this is kind of typical of the victim mentality, right? It's it's just a cop out mechanism, and and it's used all the time. It's it's used to to refuse to have conversations about certain topics. It's used by women that men cannot possibly have an opinion on abortion. It's used by by you know like everybody everybody or or a lot of people make that mistake, and you know it's used it's used in a in a in a wellness realm so ptsd osi if you don't if you don't have it you couldn't possibly understand you couldn't possibly help you couldn't possibly and 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 i would make a a bit of a a bit of a connection with the jiu jitsu world since since all three of us understand that world very well you look at a guy like say um john danaher who just so happened to be arguably the greatest jiu jitsu instructor the world has ever seen and has more world champions than anybody who's never seen a day on the competitive mat. Well, I remember very well having jiu-jitsu instructors tell us that if you are not a competitor, there is no way you can possibly prepare your people as good. Now, think of a guy like Sidney Crosby. Is Sidney Crosby, is his, any of his skating instructors could outskate Sidney Crosby? I doubt it. Could any of them outplay his hands? Uh, or or I'll do his hands. I doubt it, and so I, I think we're we're, you know, it's an elitist attitude, and and there is no doubt not to take anything away from the people that have seen active combat because, uh, Sean, you're talking about extra special things. That is an extra special thing. Agreed. If you have if you have seen active combat during a deployment, but it doesn't make it that nobody can relate to you. It just, it, it doesn't. It, it, people have the ability to relate at, at levels that would go misunderstood by some people that were actually there. And so you can't start discounting everybody on account of you didn't have the experience yourself. Therefore, you cannot 
possibly understand it. Is there anything in their own life that, although lower in intensity, is relatable? Like if somebody has, you know, fought cancer or if somebody is, whatever the case may be, you know, like all the bad things that can happen in somebody's life, there is relatability. Anyways, long, long story short, and then, and then the, other piece, the other piece of this is, well, if nobody understands you, is it everybody else's problem or what are you actually seeking to get understood and why? Like, what, why is that external validation coming in and what do you need that for? You know, so anyways, I guess. Well, that's, yeah, you're, you're right. And, and so I, I was thinking maybe we'd get to this point in 40 minutes or so, but we're here now because I, I believe that that's the real issue is uh, people feel that they're not understood because they don't even understand themselves. I mean, how can you be understood by anyone else if you don't even know who you are? If your self-identity is so blurry or so uh, distorted or so unclear that uh, how, how can you think that no one understands you if you literally don't even know who you are yourself? And so that tie that into a sense of victim mentality. And it's a double down bad because uh, now you're now you're fighting yourself and the world that doesn't understand you. So, so who understands you? No one. And uh, that's a pretty tough uh, position to be in. And if you're not keen to do the work on yourself, you sure as heck aren't keen to do the work when you're interacting with others. And so it's a, it's a, it's a bad place to be in if you feel that no one understands you. Probably start looking at yourself as the uh, step one. 100%. The uh, <clears throat> excuse me, quick uh, little comment here, Chris. Good morning, nice intro. Thank you very much. Uh, sec, <clears throat> Satch, good morning, good to see you, James. Good, good morning, guys. Uh, my brain is somewhere else today, <laughs> get in the present, bring it, not on the bring couch, bring it back yeah. online, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the reason that this caught me so crisply yesterday when uh, Salty Drinks brought it up was the fact that I fell into it very early on you know you get back from afghanistan you think yeah i'm king of the world haha and you start looking around for people that are experiencing some of the same issues or perhaps um just wanting to connect with another person but you go you hit the nail on the head there sean with the fact that i didn't know who i was at the time i really had no inkling as to what that all meant to me and then I was looking for other people to try and gauge off of versus looking inwards to figure out what it is I needed, what it is I need to get out of this information and, and where to put it. Cause I was just in my head, I was just juggling all this stuff. Um, and it does feel like it's you versus the world versus yourself. And you're just kind of um, swimming in it all without actually grabbing onto any one thing. Yeah. Cause and there's no lifeguards. Exactly. I mean, there's no one on the side of the pool telling you to just grab the side of the pool. There's no one throwing you a life preserver. There's no one saying, hey, just start in the shallow end. There's no one saying, hey, take a shower before you step into the pool and step into the shallow end and wear your water wings. There's no one explaining this elementary process of how to do better in the world. There's, there's just some really simple steps. We talk about them on the regular over here through multiple podcasts each month, there's just really some fundamental things that you can do to set yourself up for success. But if, if those early steps aren't taken, 
here's what I see happening because a person doesn't understand themselves and because they don't understand themselves within the context of the greater understanding of the world around them. Now they're lost. Now they're angry. Now they're looking to co-locate with the other dudes who are lost and angry, who don't understand their own self-identity or how to understand the world around them. Now there's a little club called y'all suck. And, and the, the suck club just gets bigger and bigger. The more it sucks because it talks about no one understands us but no one's ever taken the moment to understand themselves and and if anyone out there thinks i'm being hard on the suck club well it's because y'all suck and i don't care for the fact that you suck and it's so easy to change it is so easy to change no one has to no just because you're in the suck club and you you're the the king of that club you can easily take off your suck patch and put on another patch and it's called do it freaking better. And it starts in a split second within your mind because you can lie to yourself day after day after day that no one understands you. That might be true. If, if you aren't running a tight program, I can't understand why you suck because I'll look at a guy in front of me and think that dude doesn't have to suck. He's actually a pretty cool guy. If he just did this, this, and this, he'd be moving forward. He'd start to understand how the game is played. Then he'd be playing the game. Then he'd be crushing the game. Then I'd be trying to keep up to him in the game. That's how it's supposed to work. But no one talks like that. No one challenges anyone like that. No one pokes anyone in the chest and says, get out of the suck club. But I think that that's what we're supposed to do from time to time, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, for me, just in line with this, Sean, I have a absolute aversion to the need for external gratification like this and 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 it's interesting because when you when you look at say a social media page like look at my page for example like i obviously engage i, I do all those things but if those things if this thing implodes and disappears on me tomorrow it's my life will get easier not harder <laughs> right and so and so it, it's 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 one of those things where you, the least amount of external validation you need in your life, the better you will be. And that's a choice. That is, it does not happen by accident. That is a choice that you make to do things for a purpose that far exceeds external val validation, gratification. And once you anchor the things that you do in that, what other people think or what they don't give you the credit for, or whatever the case may be, is irrelevant to you. Because that is not the reason why you were doing it in the first place. In fact, you were quite aware that that was unlikely to happen. And you have to accept that fact. And it's so liberating once you're able to do that. Yeah, point. it's such a cliche saying. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. In fact, I was thinking about it as I was writing up a little post about young Matthew McConaughey strutting down the red carpet. And uh, it's it's just a case of um, unnecessarily flaring out because you don't understand who you are and how you fit into the broader world around you. And uh, if you're confident uh, with who you are, your flare or your strut is something that's been developed over several levels to the game. If you're, if you just finished high school, that's level one. Don't even talk to me about strutting around on a red carpet until you're double digit levels, like level six, whatever, man, stop strutting level 10, level 12. Okay. Now, 
Now you don't have to fake your strut. Your strut was created through level one to 10. And so uh, that's, that takes time. The confidence of time will create your strut and you won't have to manufacture anything. You'll just do you. Just do you, bro. Mm. It's such a weird little saying. And, and I always used to think it, I always used to take it the incorrect way. When someone would say to me, bro, just do you. I'd be like, what, what's your problem, man? <laughs> what, why do you have to come at me that hard? You just do you. I'm just trying to do me. Just do you. I'm just trying to do me. And I always felt like it was almost uh, uh, coming at me. But I think most people were just trying to say, dude, you're, you're doing you anyway. Just do you. But it was the tone I was mis, uh, misunderstanding. And maybe we just have to turn the tone from just do you, man, to, hey, man, why don't you just do you? And that, that would have worked for me, you know, but mm. I just didn't pick up on it. Uh, and I'm, I'm playing with words and tones, of course, to make the point that it's our responsibility if we figured certain things out, like just do you, how successful you can be if you don't worry about how others interpret you. That's what we're supposed to reinforce now, I do believe. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it's not it and and if and if this doesn't work then perhaps just do you better. Mm. Right? And and I think I think that's something that we don't often talk about, but it it does happen that you isn't enough. Like if you're an, if you're a jerk and you're and you're being you, then you'll get what jerk jerks that's are true. getting, right? That's like true. so 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 it's a matter of it's a matter of putting the work in. You know, as, as Sean was mentioning in terms of developing that strut, which I don't think that even after 20 years of doing whatever at a high level, you shouldn't have a strut anyways, right? But it's metaphorical, of course. That's right. But, but put the work in. You need to put the work in to work on those insecurities, to work on the things that are affecting your need for external validation. And as soon as that happens, you're looking at things through a very a, a much more compassionate lens in terms of, you know, nobody understands me and... One of the best video out there, and I, I wish I knew exactly where it is, but uh, is uh, is uh, David Goggins, which you know I have a love hate relationship with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but but you know he's 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 on point a, a yeah, lot of the is. times, yeah. and um, and I and I and I just I really like that. But he was having a conversation with with somebody that got him on the podcast to get go after him. You know, it was quite obvious that that was what the plan was from the beginning, and basically this guy is telling him something along the lines of yeah but you don't know me he's like i can throw a rock and hit 10 of you you're everywhere like stop thinking you're special that your problems are special that everything that about you is special and 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 this is what the problem is it's 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 that vision that inflated conflated vision of yourself that's distorted that's not real but it also creates some massive issues as in not having the ability to open up to other people because you think you're the only one in a certain position that nobody else will understand. And as soon as you start opening up, you realize that everybody else under, understands because a lot more people than you expected have gone through similar things or very relatable things. So it does affect you and it does affect your mental health in a sense that if you believe that you are walking solo in this life, that nobody else can understand you, that nobody else can you know, relate to what's going on with you. What are your options when it comes times to having those conversations and bounce, bouncing ideas off of 
relatable people that could potentially help you, but you do not think that these people are out there and exist. Well, here's an option, and this builds off of what we were talking about yesterday. Uh, and, you know, if I walk into a room, uh, one of 10,000 rooms that I've walked to uh, previously, and I stand in the middle of it, most people don't understand me because, you know, they've never really met people like me. Uh, and I was talking about normal people, normies, I think I refer to them as, yeah. I know it's distasteful, but it gets a point across. And uh, the fact remains that when I step into these rooms, sometimes I just don't even want to talk to anyone because like, I just know it's going to be about the weather and about the dog and about whatever. And uh, it's all stuff that doesn't interest me. And if I don't feel like I want to engage with that person because I want to get to know them better whatever the case is, which is usually my MO, I'll try to learn something from the person standing in front of me. But if it's just one of one, just one more of those 10,000 rooms that have been repetitively the same, I, I feel that most people don't understand me in that room, but it's my job to find people that understand me. And so in this room right now, these people understand me in the collective, just as I said yesterday, the people in this group, understand that I like to talk at a deeper level. I don't want to talk about the weather. It does not interest me. But I don't mind talking about the weather and how that impacts the state of mind of someone who is in a corrosive mindset based on dot, 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 whatever. So if it's relevant and deep and thoughtful and and intriguing and interesting and an adventurous conversation, I'm into it. But there are times when I feel like People don't understand me. I don't understand them. But I can, I can, if I want to, create a platform where we'll have commonality and we'll understand maybe half an inch of each other. Just not like 24 inches deep like I like it. So it's for me to almost, quote unquote, put up with the conversations that are mind-numbingly boring and may lead to something versus I eagerly, pursue these kind of conversations where I get so much more enrichment out of them. Yeah, for sure. And the question, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, go for it. Tub. No, I, I was just going to say, and, and if we were to do to dive deeper into an introspection, to try to get control the parameters that we control, which we know are ourselves. And that's pretty much it. What else do I not understand? Who else do I not understand? Why? Because let's let's call a spade a spade here. I don't even care what you did in life. You don't know the 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 last thing about building a bridge. You don't know the last thing about being a gas attendant. You don't know the last thing about being a nurse. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Like ultimately, we're all going through life in our separated silos, or at least that's a perception. And everybody thinks that nobody understands them. But they somehow, you know, it's kind of like that you're sitting at a table and somebody says, talks about all the bad drivers out there. But have you ever heard anybody say, I drive like crap, like I can't drive, like I tried my very best. I put my best foot forward, but I'm still a terrible driver. No, you've never heard that because it's always everybody else. And that just annoys the, you know, it annoys me to know to no avail because focus where focus needs to be. Okay, so what do you know about the, the person that's on the corner that you've been essentially treating condescendingly or or have not given an, a, any thought whatsoever of the service they're providing on account of you don't know what they're doing? Have you invested any time in understanding anybody else? Now, somehow, you want everybody to acknowledge your line of work 
And I don't care if you're a cop or if you're, you went to battle or whatever the case may be. It's a choice you made to pick a career that has a purpose, that sacrifice for a collective, but also isn't great, right? We know that. And that's an, something that, you know, you should accept. The sooner you accept, the more, the more your survi survivability increase mentally and emotionally. <laughs> but, but, as, but at the end of the day, I look in words. Who am I not understanding? Who am I not? And so you now you start looking at things differently. You start looking at at it through a lens of compassion. You you start educating using using you know uh, uh, communication or whatever the case may be. And now you start also investing in other people where you get curious about what they do, and you all elevate. But I don't like that that victim, you know, like nobody understands me. Okay, well, tell me about this person on the corner here. What do you know about what they do? Well, nothing. Okay. <laughs> right. What is your actual point here? Yeah. yeah, so the I think there also is another piece to this, and it's very uh, in it's very dependent on the unique individual. So if we take a hundred people, um ninety nine of them, will run a pretty, we'll call it a normal life, a, an average life, a, a predictable life, for lack of a better term. But then one out of the 100 will have a, um, a unique uh, trajectory in life that is unusual. Uh, maybe they become an Antarctic explorer or whatever the case is. It doesn't matter what they become. It's just mm -hmm. something not unusual, but unique to those other 99 people who are just uh, nine to fiving it, checking in, checking out at the uh, front door. And, uh, and, and so <clears throat> those 99 people, I already know, because at 60 years of age, I've already patternized them. And I, when I say I know them, I mean, I know enough about all of them over the many decades to look at a person and think, I know that person well enough at this moment that I don't need to invest any time in them to try to get to know all of the stuff I already know about them. So if I'm going to engage in one of those 99 people, it's going to be from um, a perspective of trying to get straight to something of interest. I, I can't spend half an hour talking about the stuff that I already know about them based on the millions of other people that I've patternized after that moment. And so I'm looking for uniqueness or something that intrigues me or something that I can draw out of the moment that we both benefit from. And it can't be the repetitive action of the, that avatar that I'm talking to that's in front of me that represents all of the 10,000s of avatars that I bumped into around the world that are almost identical to this unless I get to a deep enough level that they then become unique. If I don't have the time for that, then I can't spend the time there. I have to spend my time with the unique individuals, the Antarctic explorers, the person who I don't patternize or don't fully understand or will bring a, oh, this is unique understanding to me. So that's what I chase when I'm contextualizing my world against the world around me. I don't contextualize it anymore against the 99 people. I start contextualizing against the one who I still don't fully understand, but intrigues me enough that I want to pursue that knowledge. I like that. <clears throat> you guys hit all, all the points I wanted to talk about. So like, well done. <laughs> we could just shut her down 27 minutes in. But I, I did want to reiterate the point you made, Seb, on education. A lot of the, a lot of times what I hear from other vets and other, um, you know, 
first responders and people when they say, oh, well, people don't understand. And I ask them this one question, how much time have you put into educating them? And usually it comes back with, well, I mean, it, it's complicated. I'm like, yeah, of course it's complicated. How much time have you put into educating them? And it usually comes back to none. Which, at that point, you have to say, well, how much time have you spent educating yourself on that particular topic? Usually not. <laughs> it's, it's usually just that they have problems and nobody understands them. And it, uh, I continually hit back with that of education portion because I look at it like when my kids ask me questions. If I can't explain it to my kids, I don't know it well enough. So I need to go do more research, which then allows me to understand it well enough to explain it to my children. I can't look at my kids and say, it's too complicated for you. No, no, it's not. I don't know how to explain it well enough. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. the issue, right? And so I wanted to reiterate on that point, but I think you guys have, you guys you read my mind, well, basically. Well, one so. of the reasons that uh, I think um, there's a, people, a lot of people perhaps trapped in this cycle of, well, you just don't understand me. And I'm talking about like day one, you just don't understand me. I'm not talking about 10,000 days later of you have nuanced your way through the world and and you've patternized the world and and now you're at a point kind of like me where I see things the way I see things based on patterns and I'm chasing unique opportunities. Mm -hmm. So if you're on day one and you're thinking to yourself, no one understands me, to Chance's point, I also agree that it's probably because you don't understand yourself. Now, the problem is when you're at that point, it's so freaking easy to whine because mm -hmm. whine costs nothing. You can moan and whine and complain all day long and it costs you the square root of zero. In fact, it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. But what doesn't make you feel good initially is sweat, action, deeds, doing something about it, changing your ways, improving your life. That's kind of hard work. That's uncomfortable. And so it's that point between I'm super comfortable whining versus I'm really uncomfortable improving. Those two things are usually what put the brakes on the advancement forward to a point where many years later, you can shrug your shoulders and say, I kind of understand a whole lot more about the world. It, that, what you're speaking of right now, Sean, is exactly the concept of virtue signaling. That's, okay. it's, it's exactly the same. It's, it's people virtue signal on account of certain shortcomings that they refuse to address, but they will bring up something that gives them a dopamine hit. Essentially, you know, they, they will go in and say something or do something that makes them feel good in the moment. It's that instant gratification. They really haven't done anything. There's no actionable items there. They haven't really done anything that's truly meaningful, but they've taken a stance that makes them feel better about themselves and their place in the world. Very, very dangerous place to be because you can actually fill your day with this and, and think that you have done enough today but you have actually done nothing aside from satisfying a very primal need, but a skewed need. And, 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 and there's, there are ways around that. And there are ways to realize that this is what you are doing, that this is what you are seeking. And this is a decision to change that, to change that pattern behavior. It's just. <laughs> and, and we were talking about this chance. What was it a, was it you and I just chatting about it privately or did we cover this in a podcast where I was suggesting that uh, a lot of people are 
trying to find shortcut ways to feel good about themselves. So they buy a new pair of socks yeah. or they get a new haircut. Yeah, now what? You want to feel good three times per week. You get three haircuts per week. And so I'm not, I'm not throwing haircuts under the bus. I mean, you know, I've got buddies who like a good uh, tight haircut and it makes them feel legit. Now all of that good buddy, put that hat back on. It's all forehead. Um, so, you it's know, there's... Head. <laughs> <laughs> I just got your haircut. I was very excited. Bam. Um, so there's, there is, uh, there are, um, there are proxies that can act as a feel good moment that costs zero other than from your wallet. A new pair of socks, a new pair of socks, a new pair of socks. That's 12 pair of new socks this week, but I don't feel good about myself still. You're poorer, so you should feel not good about worse. yourself. You should feel worse, bro. And so uh, you can't buy happiness is an old saying. And I think there's an element of truth to that. If you're trying to shortcut your way to happiness, I'm sad. I'm going to buy a new car. Uh, I'm unhappy. I'm going to get a new haircut. My hat's a bit dusty. I like a clean hat. It makes me feel better about myself. Uh, I don't want to brush the dust off. That's work. I'm going to go buy it. That is not work. But I mean, in order to buy a new hat, you've got to work to earn money to buy a new hat. And if you're working to buy things that make you feel good without actually doing the work, you're working hard to do nothing. It's crazy. Take a day off and go get lost in the woods and work really hard and find yourself. Don't buy a pair of new socks in fact go walk in bare feet stub your toe get a little bit of uh, blood on the sole of your foot some adversity will help you understand that buying happiness doesn't actually work yeah you can buy fun i mean that's that's really what we're talking about mm -hmm. the difference between happiness and fun right you can or being content or anything like that is you can i can go and buy a jet ski and jet skis are fun right up until it runs out of gas and then it's not much fun anymore. Or the fact that I have to put it on the trailer and haul it back home and stuff it in my garage and it takes up space. And then I only get out to it three times a year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It, you're, you're, you're looking for a short term benefit of we versus actual happiness, actual, <laughs> actual contentness being okay. We were talking about yesterday being, being comfortable in your own skin, right? Once you can be comfortable in your own skin, then it doesn't really matter where you're at because you're comfortable where you are and you're okay. Actually, it's funny. My dad had this old saying that he said, I'm never lost because I know exactly where I am right here. <laughs> and I was like, that is a poignant piece of <laughs> philosophy, but it's absolutely true. You know, it's, uh, if you know where you are, you know where you stand. Assuming that where you were supposed to go is where you're at. Well, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that was the other side of that. Portion. Potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> you don't need to get into any of that. That's uh, that's old ranch, uh, old ranch logic. When you're just like, um, let me throw this at you. So this morning, I threw up a little uh, video and uh, had some a nice uh, ride this morning in some uh, low angle sun. And uh, there there were a number of things that I appreciated about the ride today on. You know, all the little side projects, uh, skill stacking and all of that good stuff. I used to shoot really crappy videos uh, and now my videos are a little bit better because I'm making an effort. I'm trying to tighten things up. I'm trying to make them fun for me, trying to make them fun for the viewer. I'm, I'm every video I challenge myself to make a better video. And so uh, it's not that I'm trying to be James Cameron, but if I'm going to do something, 
might as well do it better every day. And so <laughs> why not? So the video that uh, I got this morning was pretty good. I was reasonably happy with it. But I titled the, the, the video in my head, Morning Fun. It's just morning fun, a, a morning fun ride for me. So Chance, you'd said, you know, well, it's, it's, it's not enjoyment. It's, it's just fun. You're not buying enjoyment. You're just buying fun. And, and you're right to some degree. However, I'll throw this concept at you. I can now have morning fun, and it just folds into the enjoyment of the sport that I've been doing for over 20 years. The reason that it was fun this morning is because I know how to shred a bike. Mm -hmm. I know how to do all things in respect to my morning fun this morning. And so understanding that the fun that I had is part of a body of work that allows me to just have fun pleases me. I'm not pleased if I'm having fun on day zero, unaware of completely what's going on, and I'm upside down and, and ready to vomit. And I'm thinking, I think this is fun. I don't understand what's going on. Am I having fun? I know I'm having fun now because I have created a body of work that allows me to contextualize against that ride was a smasher. That was fun versus I just noodled my way around because I wanted to have a cash ride. I wanted to flow, flow the trails. I wanted to zen out. That's also fun, but I don't call it morning fun. I would have titled it something else. And so understanding ourselves and understanding the language that we use and understanding what we present to the world, I suppose, are nuanced perspectives or points that we should touch on in the sense of uh, it doesn't have to be paragliding off Mount Everest Mm -hmm. to be fun fun is contextual against your body of work i suppose but but all that being said and and i agree 100 with all of this fundamentally what you are and what your perception of yourself in relation to the body of work that you put together will dictate the 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 level of enjoyment oh, that yeah. you that you should be oh, yeah. you know partaking in and it's and it's quite interesting because most people will will seek the outcome which is the enjoyment piece which is having you know having a, a good feeling a feeling of pleasure which is very uh, misleading because feeling of pleasure doesn't necessarily equate to growth whereas and so that's why the, the the old saying you know money doesn't buy happiness you're right if you're unhappy and you're miserable having money isn't going to help but if you're happy and you pursue meaning and you have money you'll be a happier I can tell you that oh, right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true words. So, you you can buy you can buy the toys, right? You can buy the cool dude, things that you want. You never mind money. buying things, traveling, going all traveling, over the yeah. world, not having to worry about work, not having mm -hmm. to worry about you know doing this and that and getting you know, whatever you can. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's liberating. Yeah, yeah. yeah hundred percent. And and uh, I'm fortunate enough that I'm kind of in that position to some degree myself right now. And so my work is these podcasts. My work is trying to be inspiring. My work is engaging with people. It's not really work. I kind of enjoy it to some degree. I, I enjoy it because I understand my role in this game right now. I understand that I'm a cog in the wheel that's just trying to help other people as part of the collective. Uh, we're all um, equal peers in this respect. And uh, I, I enjoy, if I was doing this solo, if, if this was purely my initiative and I was like doing my best, I'd still be enjoying it, but I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I do right now because I've got teammates, because I've got other fools, 
on the crazy train with me who are also like understand how we all fit together, understand that it's a common mission. We're all kind of having fun with it, even though it is a bit of work, but we all understand the importance of the mission. And so just, just us having fun in this hour, even if we have three, four laughs, that's all bonus, man. That's, that's, that's gravy. But if we didn't have any laughs, if all we did was hardcore, serious, uh, deep intellectual conversation, I'd still be enjoying it. The laughs mm-hmm. are bonus as it were. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, my, my favorite, my favorite piece is, is simply being around people that understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it took, it took them a lot of work to do that. And, and that's showing. And, um, and I just, I just love that so far we've had a lot of incredible guests on the collective all of which have accomplished a certain level of self-mastery which is beyond elevating for all of us you spend you spend you know a friend of mine said this recently i was out with three friends on a cigar on a little bit of a cigar uh, night and uh, we're out one of my very good friends who's extremely successful man and uh, and that friend of ours has not been exposed necessarily to this level of success or this level of of drive or this level of leadership and when we left we were driving and she said this was the most motivating two hours i've ever spent i'm on fire i just want to go take on the world and that was by proxy because she really yeah, wasn't I- that engaged in a conversation she was soaking the conversation up from all three you know, parts, all three of us. And so you think that surrounding yourself with savages isn't, is, isn't necessarily elevating for everyone. You just wait till you do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, uh, that, that is uh, a really important point. And it's not, I'll, I'll be careful though, to say that it's not just, uh, three people and uh, a person sitting off to the side, observing three people who are doing pretty good. It ain't pretty good. It's three people who are freaking smashing it out of the park. That's what it takes to get that kind of Delta vibe in order to understand the Delta between freaking mega. And I'm doing pretty good over here. Freaking mega. I'm Mm. doing pretty good over here. When you see the gap between those things, if you aren't like, whoa, I want some of that. What is even going on? Wow, this is energizing me. If you've never felt that before, what the heck? That that is so that is so engaging. That is so powerful to understand that that's possible. I mean, if I could get that every day, I'd be dialing that rotary dial up to one million for sure. I love being around awesome people. And it's just cool. It's just cool to see them pull the trigger on things consistently and it every single time instead of having that envious feeling that you would get for example if you had a fixed mindset and you're seeing somebody with lofty goals running after the lofty goals then you will be facing life with a sneer as as teddy roosevelt once said which is the worst the worst way to spend life but um you know the the uh, conversely if you are on the growth path and and you are seeking to get better seeing your 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 friends understanding themselves and really going after lofty things and do so endlessly you can never keep up you can never catch up it's like and now but the game is on right like you're 100 re- <laughs> i love that 
I and I'm it. not a, I'm actually not a very competitive person. Like I, I'm really not, but for that specific sort of subset of life, I'm all over it, you know, cause it's, cause that's about growth. That's mm -hmm. way beyond anything else in the sports realm or anything. And I'd like to take it just to uh, understanding again in a bit of a different way. So <clears throat> we've been, well, maybe we haven't been specifically identifying as I'm military. And if you're not military, you don't understand me. You're Leo. If you're Leo, I can't understand you. No one has said that yet. But I think that there has been a little bit of a, a theme maybe within society or um, culturally that certain levels of certain professions are hard to understand uh, unless you've been at that level of that profession. Uh, well, I th there's maybe a little bit of truth to that, but as a general rule of thumb, I completely disagree with the fundamentals as such. I said it just the other day, my buddy, Andrew Bovard, we've been to, we've been all around the world at races and doing this and that. And some, sometimes we've been racing in deserts, sometimes in mountains, sometimes on this, sometimes on that, whatever, it doesn't matter. And, um, there's many a time where we've sat in, in some nasty old picnic chairs in whatever part of the world, him and one, me and the other, we're either staring at a sunrise or we're staring at a sunset after a mega hard effort where we both got kind of beaten up in the event. And we just, there's no need for either of us to talk. Why, why fill in the space with a bunch of unnecessary nonsense? What, we're going to talk about what? The weather? We just freaking went through it for 24 hours. Why are we going to talk about the weather? We're not going to talk about anything because we don't need to because we understand each other well enough that we don't have to fill in the space with empty nonsense. Mm -hmm. Stop with the white noise. You can hang out with another dude and just chill axe. If you, if you can't watch a cloud move from one part of the sky to the other part of the sky without having to fill it in with inane nonsense try to do better just try to be in the moment pick up the vibe if someone next to you just wants to enjoy the moment enjoy it with them it's freaking awesome yeah <laughs> it really is the uh, i got some some comments here i want to hit um yeah just you guys are knocking out of the park i like being able to sit back and listen to you guys similar to <laughs> the table you're talking about there seven second ago <laughs> I, I same feeling uh, so James says, it took my dad 20 plus years to realize he was being out of touch. And yeah, it can take quite a while until you either get a, there's got to be a catalyst. I think you were saying that yesterday, Sean, was that like, there's got to be some sort of something that happens that makes you see it all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was all of a sudden or over time, but there's got to be a catalyst some way. Uh, Satch says, pick up the pace, suck club. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Jason kicks in. Hey guys, I'm late to the party. Uh, he says, it's interesting that there is no direct evidence to look at regarding self-understanding or self-analysis. I say this because most of our personality and personal, personal characteristics are derived from a myriad of factors. So we must do the analysis without being able to see the cause. Subconscious factors. Mm. Yeah. What do you guys think? Mm. What are you thinking? So it's really and I, and I agree with Jason and, and in principle like theoretically he's correct so but I think what happens is when when you look at life through that lens you're going to give yourself a way out every single time because there's always a lot of things that we are not able to put our fingers on there's a lot of things that we can't explain there's a lot of things that are affecting us 
on a, at a subconscious level that we wouldn't be able to articulate, let alone know. But ultimately, what we see is what we get. And so what are you doing with what you have right now? I don't care where it came from. I don't care what was engaged in this process. I don't care. All of those things are a part of you, who you are right now. What are you going to do about it? What are you doing about it? Like without looking back and having sort of, what's the word? Cop-outs, like you're having cop-outs, like, you know, oh, I have all these other things that may be affecting my ability to X, Y, and Z. It's like, you are correct. If you give them any power whatsoever, they will have the ability to affect that. But if you make a decision that this is what you want, that this is what you're after, that this is what you're chasing, all of those things will come along with you. I absolutely despise labels for that reason, because labels are immediately giving somebody a way out of doing the hard things, of chasing the things that they should be chasing to be the person they, they can be on account of now, well, oh, my ADHD kicks, kicked in or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's a million different labels, right? I can't keep my focus very long. No, you choose not to keep your focus very long. That's a choice. Don't make it sound like somebody else is responsible to come here and take your focus away. You have decided not to focus. That is, th those are the words that you should be using. And so I don't like those types of, I, I like those types of conversation at the philosophical level, but I also do not like them to, to, to put forward actionable items. It's like, yeah, I understand. I can, I can tell you sub stories about my youth all day, but what have I, what have I done? What am I doing today? You know? Yeah, it comes down to that deeds, not words attitude. Uh, and uh, I think if just people would latch on to that fact that whatever, man, you're, you're still talking. It's talk means nothing to me, literally nothing, unless we're having a conversation like we are right now. This means something. But someone tell me, I could be you, but my back's a bit sore. I would have beaten you, except my knee. I tweaked my knee yesterday whatever man you don't even ride a bike yet so don't tell me what you could have been or would have been or should have been if you've not been off the couch in 20 years i like seb i despise labels that hold someone back in that way it's so freaking lazy intellectually it's so spiritually lazy it's emotionally lazy it's physically lazy it is the epitome of lazy by saying that I can't because of dot, dot, dot. Yeah, you can. You just don't want it bad enough. If you wanted it bad enough, you'd be crawling out to your bike and somehow figuring out how to ride that if it was important enough to you. So the label of, oh, I woke up this morning and I only got 12 hours sleep last night instead of 13 hours sleep. I don't even want to hear it. Get out, crush, come back and tell me that you crushed to the best of your ability every day. Now I'm on side. But the moment that I start hearing eh, every day, oh, it infuriates me. Well, if you look, if you look at, um, to make, to, to sort of exemplify your point, Sean, if we look at COVID, for example, back when everybody was losing their minds over the gyms being closed, and there is 
so much to do, right? There is so much to so do out, much. Out, out there. And I was there training like a savage out there every single day, multiple sessions a day. And everybody else, you know, a lot of people were sitting back. Oh, I haven't gone to the gym in, in, in three weeks, four weeks, whatever. They were looking for a way out. They were given a way out. That is the difference. The people that weren't looking for a way out actually did the thing regardless of what it looked like, whether it was picking up a stone, you know, from, from a, from a hike and doing ground to overhead with it for 30, 40, 50 reps and, and, and jump right into a hundred burpees. You don't need a gym to do any of this at all. But that, that pandemic actually fed into your laziness, as you mentioned, Sean, it fed into it. It gave you a cop out. It gave you an option out of excelling, of chasing you know, a higher standard for yourself. That's what happened, really. And I didn't skip a beat either. I mean, on the bike, I didn't skip a beat. Moved moved BJJ mats into our home basement mm -hmm. and, and rolled whenever we could. And uh, to me, it was, uh, I took it on as a personal challenge Yeah. to try to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And not just overcome, I mean like freaking crack it out of the park. Overcome. Right. As far as I was concerned, I was going to get better not just maintain or backslide it <laughs> the relentless pursuit of excellence irrespective of what the external variables are freaking smash yeah it's a um <clears throat> it's a continual drive i remember actually pulling we got mats from my gym as well we put them down in our basement and we did online classes my boys did online classes we did online classes nice. and i think i said pretty regularly through the initial portion of that um, was we've heard this many times was uh, <clears throat> it's not about the time at this you have all the time in the world now you're sitting at home was it really about the time or was it really about the effort and a lot of it was about the effort versus the time because now you got the time do something with it right <laughs> and actually a lot of the time was about whining yes yes 100 percent um but it, it goes it actually goes back into the concept of understanding at least in my mind is the fact that this this requirement for other people to understand in order to do something or in order to communicate or in order to move further or in order to move down the path in any way is the cop-out in of itself we said it earlier in that fact that it's nice when you have other people that understand you it is it's a good feeling it's a good group to be in but you shouldn't require that in order to do anything <laughs> and yeah. i think that's the key point. validation is not mandatory yeah. validation is i i don't care for it myself but validation i suppose is a nice thing from time to time but it is not mandatory and the moment that everyone gets right with the idea of you should just be able to go out and smash something in the absence of any eyeballs on you oh life gets a whole lot better it sure does and for me right in line with that is the chasing of meaning instead of chasing happiness you know like because happiness is is fleeting. I mean, if, if I lose a kid right now, if I lose whatever the case may be, a set of circumstances that I'm hit with, if I'm chasing happiness and I'm all of a sudden not happy if I failed a mission, like that's a mission failure. It, it literally is. And you set that up for yourself. Chase meaningful things and chase meanings within the, thi within the things that you're experiencing, life experiences, so that even if those those things are negative in nature or perceived as such, there's a meaning to it. You can get something out of it and grow something. There's, there's something good that will come out of that. 
And so again, it, 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 it goes into sort of managing your anticipatory reward needs, right? Like just what can I, what can I do that's meaningful? That's an achievable goal. And the moment that you get happy with yourself uh, over these things is, is the moment that you start understanding the world around you a little bit better. You start understanding yourself. You start understanding how to engage with others. And I mean, it's a, it's a positive power curve that starts going linear the more you engage in it. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. I, I think we've, we've hit a lot on this. This has been great. There is a comment here. I want to put it up, but I'm not going to because the James, you swore in it. So I'm <laughs> just going to read it off for you guys. Uh, it says, I'm seeing this and understanding what you mean because I probably bombarded you guys with a lot of personal stuff and trying to find acceptance in this little world of mine. And I, I see it, man. I did the same thing for many years as I would actively seek somebody to accept what I was saying or accept what I was doing and for somebody to give me the thumbs up like, yeah you're doing good keep going which feels good it to have that uh external appreciation validation. validation absolutely it feels good but it's not required to do the work in any way shape or form you can definitely do the work and more than likely you that's what's required in order to get good at anything because if you're waiting for the thumbs up every time you do something good you're gonna be waiting a long time yeah and, and if you're waiting for a thumbs up every time you whine you're gonna be waiting forever yeah. So, you know, everyone has got a little bone to pick with themselves and they've got a little bone to pick with society. And uh, if if you're constantly picking bones, don't expect any clicks, likes or comments back because I'm bypassing. I just mm -hmm. don't have time to engage with someone who hasn't sorted out that simple aspect of victim mentality and 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 the necessary validation all the time the, the conversations of this guy did this to me or or my mom or my dad did that to me there everyone's got a story like that we've all got to move past those stories and start in creating a better story a new story an engaging story a story that inspires others that isn't embroiled in whining and so I know times are tough for a lot of people out there, but in order to get out of the tough times, you've got to focus on creating a better time in the future. Yeah. So have you got anything to add to that? <clears throat> no, man. Whining is absolutely, absolutely. Not only, not only is it, is it self-impacting and self-destructive, it, it actually impacts everybody else around you. So that negative aura that you are carrying around is, is impacting much more than you can give it credit for. That includes your relationship. It includes the people that will, that will be attracted to you, which, which, you know, and so you're, you're basically get out of your own way. You're in your own way. Don't look for anybody else. Nobody's inter in interfering with your progress, but you. And, and simple little things like if you haven't smiled in a while, and I know it's annoying to smile. But if you haven't smiled in a while, give it a try. And eventually, like, it ain't so bad. And then eventually, like, you'll see photos of yourself smiling and think, who's that dude that's smiling in that photo? Oh, I guess it's me. I'm smiling. And then it starts feeling authentic. Then all of a sudden, you're happy. You're not a goof anymore. You don't suck. 
because you're focused on moving in a positive direction. And I know it sounds weird, a simple thing like just try smiling today. It is, it's like a freaking Harry Potter magic wand if you've never literally focused on smiling more today. If, if no one's done it, give it a try. It's like magic. On that, Sean, I was listening to a, a podcast recently, and it was one of the BJJ mental model with one of the PhD of psychologists, like an, an, an incredible dude. And he was telling stories of depression and overcoming depression. And one of the things he said was in line with that is, is starting the day with looking at yourself in the mirror and smiling, which sends messages to the brain that things are not as bad as you perceive them to be. And he says, even if that smile is forced, you're coming out of the spotlight. So your brain is spotlighting, magnifying the risk associated with whatever condition you're in or whatever, you know, sense of, of doom that you're living through. And he's like, if you start your day by looking in the mirror, forcing a smile, doing all this stuff, your brain actually releases its hold on that spotlight and it starts scanning for additional threats. So it has like a, an incredibly powerful um, analgesic, so to speak, you know, or, or therapeutic. And, and there's, a, as a quick add-on here, I know we're running out of time. Like, if there's a dude out there that isn't a smiler or, or, or always looks like they're frowning or, or sneering or they're always angry, the moment I see that dude for the first time in several years smile on Instagram, it makes me smile. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, moved away from the dark side. Yes, <laughs> it's good. It's it to me, those are the things that make me happiest some days is just seeing a dude come out of the funk with a half half-assed effort at trying to smile. I'll take a half-assed effort. It's way better than that sneer that's been going on for years. If anyone wants to make me happier today, crack open an IG smile filter and uh, throw it up today. I'd I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we uh, forget about is the fact that it, a lot of these things are very small actions. That That's where it starts. Very, very small actions. We see certain things like Sean riding his bike down the mountain, right? And it's easy to think, oh, well, you know, he, if he's only been I riding. had a bike. If only I had a bike or a mountain or for, you know, whatever you want to say. But the key thing is, is that you started at one point. You got on a bike and said, I wonder how this works. And you just started. Same thing with the BJJ mats. Same thing with any other martial arts. Same thing with the military. Same thing. Da, 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 da. We all started at the very beginning. One of the things I told my uh, my class on Sunday was to remove the word should from your vocabulary. And that way you won't have expectations of what is required. And therefore, just keep showing up and do what you need to do in that day. Um, any final thoughts on anything we've gone over? Seb? Yeah, not really. I think it's pretty much been said. Good to go. Sean? Yeah, I don't have much, too much to add. Uh, what I, I'm, again, going to reinforce, please, for the love of all things good, put up a photo of, of yourself smiling today. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling uh, to believe that uh, anyone understands you or if you feel like you're the only person in the world who is out there dangling in the wind to some degree, it's not true. Uh, maybe just look around for some cool people to hang out with and, uh, and, and lurk out with and just kind of chillax on the sidelines and not have to too heavily engage with. Just look for people who will make you feel a little bit better 
uh, in a positive way. Um, and uh, in time, you'll see changes. Yeah. I, I actually have one final point on that specifically was the fact that if you look around and you're looking for cool people and you can't see any, move. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go somewhere else. Look for cool people in another environment because it is just that simple. Never been to a BJJ mat? Find one. Go watch. Find some cool people, right? It's that simple. You just have to get up and move. Um, so as we all learn how to understand ourselves and build upon a better understanding of those around us, we can grow our understanding of the world and how we all link together in it. And we can get better every day. You can do that with us here on The Collective. See you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo.